there, and welcome to another episode of the All of Life Show. I am one of your hosts, Stuart White, along with my lovely, beautiful wife, Alicia White. And babe, who are we interviewing? This episode, we are interviewing Lauren Anderson, who is our pastor at the Fellowship at Bend in Bend, Oregon. It's a close to home episode for us because this is someone we know and love. We have been going to this church for almost eight years now. So this is our family, this is our community, and this is our pastor. Yeah, this is, like she said, very special to us because it is bringing in a piece of our lives, our home, to you. So... We wanted to share this with you guys. We also just wanted to get that perspective of what the church is dealing with, what pastors are dealing with, and what the people within the church are dealing with. So before we get started today, we just wanted to thank you guys because you have helped us reach within the top 100 of Kids and Family kids and families podcast globally and also uh, we are almost in the top 100 for religion yeah which that is a crowded category might i mention so thank you very much you guys for for just doing that for giving us your time like we consider it an honor that you would even want to listen to us talk and interview people and uh, we can only give the glory to God because this wouldn't be working without him. If the gospel wasn't true, if things weren't real, if we didn't have a great message to bring, I don't think that this show would matter. Part of what has helped with the exposure is you guys leaving your comments and feedback, the reviews in Apple Podcasts. So if you guys are enjoying the podcast and you want to help get the word out there more, we would love for you to leave a comment or a review on Apple Podcasts. Everyone counts everything that you have to say. And if you have something terrible to say, maybe email us first before you go <laughs> and you, you just blow up the, the reviews. But uh, we, we, again, we appreciate you guys. We love you. And without further ado, let's get to the interview with Lauren. Lauren, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Lauren, how have things been going? We, well, we wanted to have you on for a few reasons. One, to get the perspective of a pastor in a church in our area, and also you have friends who are pastors, I know, and they have things that they're wrestling with, uh, the way that their church is going or not going, and there there have been a lot of things that people have been wrestling with. So we have pastors and church staff that are wrestling, and then we have people who normally attend church and people that you would be counseling possibly and things like that. So we we just kind of wanted to get your perspective because the the big thing that we really believe is even though church has changed, the gospel still remains the same, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everything is easier. And it has been a struggle, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's weird. Like it is probably the weirdest thing teaching to a blank room, uh, trying to talk to people that you think that are there on Sunday, uh, people that you believe are listening and hearing, um, the whole scenario now of just doing church via mm-hmm. live stream is a different experience. Now, uh, the church as a whole, like kind of how are we handling things? I feel like <clears throat> at the fellowship, we moved pretty quickly. So we had some friends in France that closed down uh, for the sake of their neighbors. So mm-hmm. there was an evangelical community uh, that was meeting for a conference in France. And COVID oh, wow. happened to spread out of that conference in France. And so we were in the States, obviously a few weeks behind what was Mm -hmm. taking place in France. And so we had friends there basically say, you know, for the sake of our neighbor and loving our neighbor, it was a smart thing to do for the church to at least not meet corporately. And so when we heard that, we felt like, you know what, this was probably a pretty smart move. So 
probably earlier than a lot. I mean, I think we closed on March fifteenth, uh, um, and that that was earlier than I think most churches in the United States. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and so uh, we did that just for the sake of of caring for people that 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 we love, obviously our church and people around us. We also had friends um, that we know because we're connected with the Acts Twenty Nine Network in Northern Italy um, that we're seeing a lot of people dying, which obviously was horrific. Uh, so we took this really seriously and closed earlier than most um, for the sake of our friends. Um, and what we did, I think early on was we, we made a pretty big jump for us because we were not doing anything via live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were not doing Zoom calls. I mean, that was not even a thing two months ago, which now it's, yeah. it's the normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we jumped right to live stream. Fortunately for us, uh, we happened to have uh, somebody new attend the church. Uh, his name was Matt Higgum, and he had been talking to me back in December and saying that they were going to be moving here from the UK. And it just so happened, I met with him a week before all of this went down. And I said, you know, what do you do? He's like, well, we do live stream. And so <laughs> all of this happens, it hits the fan. And so Matt says, hey, we want to help you guys. And so fortunately for us, we had an in-house live stream professional uh, to get us set up right away. So one of the major things that took place in in how we kind of evolved as a church was jumping right to live stream. And so that was that was kind of obviously fundamental for Sundays, but that didn't take care of the interaction. Mm-hmm. And so you, you couldn't interact with people still. So the next big jump for us was to move to Zoom. And so we did um, a couple things on, uh, via Zoom. We had a marriage study that we launched and we had more people attend our marriage study over the last six weeks than we've ever had in any class we've done mm. at TFAB. So we had 56, 58 people sign up. And here's the crazy thing. Most of them stayed with us through the entire class, wow. which never happens yeah. at a church so cool. Bible study yeah. ever, right? And so our thought was, okay, you're all going to be quarantined for the next month and a half. You're going to have to deal with each other. Yeah. So you're going to have to deal with like relationships, relationship stuff and like life stuff. And so um, we jumped into that. Um, we took all of our community groups, which we normally met either every other week or every week. Most of them are now eating every, meeting every week. Um, uh, we took all of those online to Zoom. And so those have been meeting pretty consistently. And those were just nice check-in times mm-hmm. to be able to just meet together. How are you doing? Right. This wasn't a time to like do a Bible study or, or really go deep into the scriptures, which is something that we normally do. It was more of just like, how are you handling life? Mm-hmm. How are you handling being a homeschool teacher? How are you handling your kids? You know, how are you dealing with these things? And so uh, community groups evolved into Zoom meetings. Uh, our youth evolved into Zoom. Um, we've got a fantastic youth pastor, which is great. Um, and he does lots of great fun activities for both our youth and our kids online. And each week it's just gotten kind of gotten better and better as he's brought them online. He's done trivia stuff with them. He's done Bible studies with them. So that's been a great thing. And And then what's his name? Shout out to him. His name is Evan Vogt. So yes, we appreciate Evan. We love Evan. We love him very much. Uh, And, and probably one of the most weirdest things that I did during this time, uh, just in handling this whole thing as a whole and like trying to evolve as a church is uh, premarital. So we had a couple at the church that was wanting to get married and they were wanting to go through premarital. And so I'm like, okay. So every Sunday night at seven o'clock, we just linked it up on Zoom and we worked through the premarital class that we Mm -hmm. would normally do uh, in person. 
um, but we were able to do that on Zoom. So uh, those were a couple things. I, I think um, one of the big switches that we made was we changed books. Okay, so originally our church was kind of in a rhythm where we go through books of the Bible and we were in a natural place where we had decided to, as an el elder team uh, to go through the book of Judges. Now, the book of Judges <laughs> deals with a lot of death. Yeah. And we didn't feel like that was a very good subject to be talking about consistently right now. So we pivoted and uh, we talked through it and we felt like Philippians uh, a book where Paul talks about the joy of a believer. And the amazing thing, Paul is in quarantine. Yeah. He's stuck in yeah, prison. He's locked up. Right. He's all locked up. And so Paul was in prison and he writes his most joyous book of the Bible. And I think that has been incredibly encouraging. So that's been a great thing during this season to be able to talk into this event mm -hmm. from a perspective of someone in the Bible that understands it, understands it really, really clearly. So I think those were big. Um, uh, so that's kind of what we did kind of in the, in the beginnings of handling this thing as a whole as a church. Lauren, we had, um, when we knew you guys, or you were going to be coming on, we had asked a few people in the church to send in questions for you, like, um, from our local ch church, like, what would you want to hear from your pastor about this specific topic? And we got really hard questions too. Yeah. Like what's your favorite color? <laughs> right. Black. <laughs> Noodles or rice? Black goes with everything. Uh, neither. <laughs> Uh, bacon. Bacon. <laughs> yeah. Bacon. Amen. Answer. So something that somebody sent in, I really, well, there were several things that I was like, dang, those are good questions. But um, one thing that someone asked is how did you gauge the health of the church before this and how do you gauge it now? And I thought that was, that was pretty um, interesting, but also along with that, like, what are you seeing happening, not just in the global church, but in the local church, like have, have issues come up that you weren't experiencing before, or are people reaching out more? Or are they reaching out less? Like now that you're in quarantine kind of right now, like what does that mean for your time and how much time you're spending with people in the church? Yeah, I think here's the funny thing. I mean, most churches are the three B's, butts, budgets, baptisms mm -hmm. like if we're if we're being real mm -hmm. and talking yeah. on the front end like how do you gauge the metric of mm. how your church is doing it's how many people are in the seats how many people did you baptize and what is your budget mm. and that tends to be the main topic even among uh pastors like like this is kind of what we we are so if you go off that it, it, it is all up in the air. You're not baptizing anybody. Mm -hmm. You don't know how many people are attending. I mean, you can get on Facebook. And this was the funny thing over the first couple of weeks because I saw so many pastors going, we've had more people attending church than we've ever had in our lives. And I'm mm -hmm. like, a view doesn't mean they viewed the entire episode. Right. They logged right? on for could three have been seconds. Two, yep. Yeah, totally. Which is, which is the most common views. I mean, I've even had to correct guys. Uh, on this subject, just being able to say it, it, it's not about the views. I mean, consistent viewership is awesome, right? So like for us on a Sunday, like when we're looking at that, we're trying to see how many people are consistently tracking with us. And we are trying to do something that I, I haven't seen as many churches do. And that is really engage our people when they're on there. So, I mean, you guys saw last week, I'm like, okay, let's hit 500 comments. Let's hit 600 comments. Mm -hmm. Because 
if you watch other people's feeds, they might have 30 Mm. in large churches. And so we feel like we do at the fellowship well is relationship. And and I really believe that. And so trying to take that online, it's a whole different game, Mm -hmm. but that's how we're trying to take it online is being able to engage people, like their posts, uh, love what they're saying, uh, engage with them, follow up with them afterwards if they're new. And so um, that that for us, I think has been an, an engagement where we would look at and say that's healthy. Now I know not everybody's on Facebook, right? So you have you have the live stream on YouTube, you've got a live stream on Facebook, we've got you know 100 on YouTube, you got 100 on, on Facebook, and then you got, I don't even know how many people are watching at home. I think I heard this last week, you could gauge it at like 1.7 is fair. Now at TFAB, it's probably more like 4.8. So <laughs> it feels like we got about that many people. Now, are the kids really watching? Probably not. Um, uh, but that is how we've been able to try to at least gauge a, a sense of health. Um, the other thing that we've done is we've been working with our community group leaders to touch base with people uh, in their groups. So I'm touching base with our community group leaders every the week now. That was non-existent before. Mm. Okay, so online or Zoom calls uh, is really important to us right now. So meeting with our community group leaders and saying, okay, first of all, how are you doing? Are you surviving? Uh, we love you. How can we help you? And how are your groups doing? So if each community group has, you know, 10, 20 people in their group, we feel like we're engaging with probably about 60 to 70% of the community. And we feel like we've got tabs on what's happening in 60 to 70% of the community. So touching base with them. Then via both email and phone calls, Anna, shout out to Anna Brown. Love her very much. She's done just a great job of reaching out to anyone that would be uh, maybe in the elderly category that maybe isn't in a community group or um, is uh, not on the internet, Mm -hmm. you know, not on Facebook, not on YouTube, not tracking. Not Um, everybody can make it. Nope, not everybody can make it. So just trying to keep tabs on how people are doing, reaching out on a weekly basis, making sure that we've got a pulse Mm. on where our community is. So I feel like like that's what we have done to do that. So second question was, how am I doing? Is that that one? Well, we we, I mean, we could sure get there. No, which, now. What was the other one? No, 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 no. You, you, you. How? Well, you answered how to gauge, how to gauge, or how we were gauging before. How, how yeah, we're sure. gauging now for sure. And then the other thing was, um, what are you seeing in the church right now as far as like issues? And I guess where I wouldn't want to be really direct because I know why I'm asking this. I want to know like how are marriages, how are families, how are like what are people struggling with now that you're seeing that you were not seeing before? Yeah. So I think that's really hard. Um, because unless people are being open and vulnerable with their community group leaders, we don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Now, I will say going into quarantine that first week, I was busier for the first three weeks than I have ever been Mm -hmm. in ministry. So both trying to innovate, trying to figure out like, how do we, like, what does this look like, you know, for the next few weeks or the next six weeks or the next six months or the next year? Um, So that was a really big deal. So trying to just like strategize, how do we take care of getting content to people, getting getting the gospel to people? That was a big deal. Um, Then it was, how do we relationally connect with people? So we went to Zoom. That's why we did the Zoom stuff. That's why we did the marriage things. Mm -hmm. Um, And the marriage class was great, but you could see even in the progress with 56 people, and we split those up into different groups and rooms and so on and so forth, 
But you could tell just as kind of the weeks went on, it was like, this is hard. Mm -hmm. It's like what you deal with, with maybe like um, uh, if you're younger and if you have parents and maybe they retire, somebody retires for the first time and all of a sudden your your, your parents are home together all the time mm -hmm. and they're driving each other nuts. And so that there's an element of that taking place. Yeah, and absolutely. You just see like selfishness coming out. Uh, you see... Um, people that used to have like space to run to and they don't have that anymore. And so that's being taken away. Um, here, here's another thing for Americans. Like we like to look forward to something. So most of us have vacations planned at some point. You don't have that anymore. So now that's been taken away. Mm -hmm. Like the idol of being able to go somewhere and looking forward to something absolutely was destroying people. I mean, it, it, it really was. And so um, as far as like, how do I gauge the pulse of like marriages in the church? I don't know because I'm not talking to everyone. And honestly, at this point, we're three weeks in now. That first three weeks was hard. Nobody's talking to me. Mm. So nobody's reaching it's out. It's either really, really bad or everything's great. <laughs> nobody's emailing or they're trying to figure it out for themselves. You know, we tried to get ahead of it with the book study of, of what did you expect and working through some yeah. of those issues. But uh, but yeah, no, that's that's that, that's not happening. So um, but as a church, like. Like as the church in general, like locally, nationally, globally, uh, locally, we've seen churches really helping each other. So that's been kind of a cool thing uh, to be able to look around Bend. Bend is really partnering together. There's a lot of pastors that are partnering together. Um, I, I saw that one church opened up their building to do live stream for churches that couldn't do it. Oh, wow. So they had cool. camera equipment. Cool. They had, um, they just said, hey, like we're doing this. We have this. If you can't shoot this at your church, we want to make sure that you could produce content uh, for your people. And so I thought that was really cool. Um, I think there's an amazing opportunity right now to be missional. Uh, it's one of the things I was talking to our community group leaders about just this last week. I'm like, it's never been easier. Like celebrities are doing it. Your neighbor's doing it. Like we're all doing this. It's never been easier to see a need and fill it. Yeah. Like you can go on like Facebook, Ben Pandemics page mm -hmm. and be like, oh, there's one, two, three, five, 10, 15, 20. Like we can meet needs practically. We can love people. We can love our neighbors right now easier than it's ever been. And it's not weird, mm -hmm. right? So you're not trying to strive for something or look for something. It's super easy. And so we're encouraging the community group leaders right now to do something they've never done. We're encouraging them to find another leader in their group that will be a leader in a missional aspect to look for needs, to follow up on those needs, and then to help the community groups kind of meet those needs. So that's kind of been a cool thing uh, that we've seen um, uh, develop out of this. Now, churches in general in the area that I know of are doing fine. So, so when I talk to other leaders in the town, it seems like the churches that I know about, they seem to be doing well, um, but nationally, things are not good. Um, I, I was reading an article earlier this week, only 8% of churches are either meeting budget or exceeding budget. So 8%. There's a massive drop off on generosity right now, obviously. I mean, That's the first thing that goes, I'm sure. Yeah, people are struggling. Uh, what's weird is though, if you look over the last 100 years, the church has only taken a 2% hit during pandemics. So Spanish flu, um, really? 1957, uh, world wars, 2%. Right now it is, it's unreal. The, yeah. uh, the amount of, of hit that the church in general, I would say is taking. Now, what would you, what would you attribute something like that to? I, I have no idea. Yeah. Right. So, 
So honestly, like looking at it, I, I think that people in general, giving has changed over mm -hmm. the last hundred years, right? So now you put a pandemic on top of that and I think money is scarce. And so True. I also think it's like, what are you using it for? I think people want to see um, they're giving, going to something that is helping. And so I think that one thing churches could do is do a really good job of sharing, like, here's who we're helping. Here is who we support. This is what's, and, and, and like reporting on that. So right. it's not just going to the church in general, right? It's a, it's a outward flow of, of, of what we're doing as a church as a whole. Mm. So. Lauren, I love, like, we sent you questions and you, I, I love and appreciate how well you like think about things and answer things. And I, I gave you like a little heads up before we started the podcast, because I know me personally and of, and several people who we had pulled, they want to know, and I want to know, how are you doing personally in all of this? And what is the Lord doing in your life specifically? Oh, if it's not too loaded. No, it's not too loaded. Um, how am I doing personally? Um, I think I think I'm tired. Um, ran really hard for that first month, and I think right now just trying to find a new rhythm. Like, what does this new normal, at least for now, look like? And it could change, like in two two weeks, right? So Governor Brown could be like, "Hey, it's all open again." Not sure that's going to happen, but it could. And then you got to change everything again. So we got to be here. We got to be available. We got to be ready to lead. Um, and so just trying to figure out the new rhythm, um, uh, lots of, lots of calls that we had to make, uh, lots of innovating, uh, lots of strategizing on how we change things. And honestly, during this time, like I'm just seeing how selfish I am. Like that's fair, right? So, mm -hmm. so I'm looking at myself, I'm being at home, uh, with family all around. We don't homeschool all of our kids. We homeschooled half of them. Uh, to, uh, to add the other two to that mix, a first grader and a third grader was like unreal mm -hmm. dynamite going off in the house and and trying to deal with um, a child arguing with my wife on you know third grade writing while I'm trying to do a sermon where normally I can just put my headphones on and go for a day and have space. Um, I'm realizing that, you know, I'm a selfish person and I want my space. And so uh, I think that's what I've learned kind of about myself during this time. So just uh, it's, it's, it's not been easy, but it's been good. I've liked having the challenge. So that's kind of been so in a weird way. COVID's been a challenge to, to embark on and embrace and try to figure out. But now it's like, OK, we got this down now. Now we're back to OK. Now it's kind of just like this kind of is hard. Yeah. What advice would you say you would give to somebody who like because we can relate to that, like the going from homeschooling. We had one kid homeschooling. Now we have two and we have a third who's not in school, but he's kind of schooling. But too. the second one now that is homeschooling is equivalent of four children. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, she needs extra attention. What have you found a rhythm in that so far? Uh, nope. And okay, good answer. <laughs> Moving on. So what would you, what advice though would you give to that person though who's like, I'm losing my mind in this and I mean, be totally real. Don't, don't worry. No, I think, okay. So, so one of the things that, that we have done is obviously um, as a husband and a wife, you have different personalities. Yeah. Your kids have different personalities. And so one of the things that I have done to help Amber during this time is normally Friday's my day off. And so I have told her, cause we have, we have probably one child that's a little bit more difficult to school than, than the rest. 
And I basically just said, look, you get through Thursday. I will sit with him on Friday and I will spend all day Friday with him, making up anything that he hasn't gotten through. I will spend the time with him. And I do. I just sit with him. And you know what? Does a really good job Mm. with me when I'm there sitting next to him through different things. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what we found. And it's, it's probably more just difference in personalities yeah and and how that works in your family i don't that, i don't know that so, sounds a lot like our our one that's well you nailed it you nailed it because i the the one that is tough i don't want to say it because i know like 10 years from now she's going to listen to this and i don't want to i mean she's going to know it's her baby we love you <laughs> <laughs> but she is an escalator and and i am an escalator and we are so much like each other so she takes it to the next level and then i'm like oh girl no you don't and then i take it to the next level and then she takes it and she will not stop and neither will i and on one hand it's been good for me because i have looked at that like i've literally watched this like a movie playing out thinking like i have got to change this part of me this is not okay like jesus meet me here because i can't jesus take the wheel jesus take the wheel (laughs) yo you sing in country now yeah Yeah. it's getting getting and then and then Stu comes down and and it literally happens it changes everything yes and it's like once a day i'm like babe and he and i can hear his footsteps coming down the stairs and he goes in there and he talks to her and like in a half a second she's like breathing again yep what is that i'm not always even like the most patient but i just i don't know honestly i i think it's just tag teaming it sometimes too it's like it, it tricks them into thinking okay something has changed you know, i told the person them like there's, at i mean uh, there's also an element of dads here i mean mm-hmm. yeah i whatever that is i don't know what that is yeah i'm okay with it yeah just dad's here you just yeah. wait till your dad gets home that yeah can- <laughs> but it's not it's not even that though it's because you're it's not like doing a, that. It's like a grounding. It's like a. It's like a. The roots go deeper when they know. Like this is the guy. This is the dude that grounds me. And he. There's oh, something. And he could ground <laughs> yes. you. Yeah. And he does. For but life. Yeah. I. I told him like like a football coach the other day. Like okay, this is what we're gonna do. I've got that one, and you've got that one for yeah. the next ten years. And I'm break. like I cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What do you miss about? Okay, two things. What do you miss about gathering together and how do you think it will be different? And I asked you this question, um, number one, because somebody else asked it, but number two, because you posted this uh, a week or two on Facebook. What do you guys think will be different when we start gathering together? So I wanted to hear your take on that. Okay, give me the first one again. What do you miss about gathering together? Okay, That's easy. Yeah. That's the easy one. Uh, Sermon Sunday, I'm, I'm, I'm capitalizing on this subject uh, when we talk about like running the race to win the prize, the prize that Paul talks about, one of the first things he talks about are people. People are the prize. You're my joy and my crown, right? So that's that's Philippians 4.1. Um, I miss people. It is a weird thing, right? Because people can be really hard, yeah. but you miss just connecting mm-hmm. yeah. with people. And you cannot do that over Zoom. So I, I'm, I'm like a Zoomophobic right now. I don't even know if that's a word. Maybe I just coined it. Um, but I am exhausted uh, from Zoom. And mm-hmm. as much as I have liked uh, the venue to be able to have meetings, it is not the same thing, you know, sitting across from someone mm. or giving them a hug, which I don't even know if we can do for like five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's a big, and I think the body of Christ gathered together is so valuable. And 
And here's what I'm, here's what I actually like about what's happened right now. I think people are getting that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there is such a desire to gather as the body of Christ. Yeah. So much so that people are like, sue them, make it happen. Right. So like, I don't know if I'm there yet, but I'm just like, you know what? Like I want to, I want to be with people. And so I think that's kind of the biggest thing, um, there. So, so then how do you think things will change (laughs) with that in mind? Oh my gosh. Come back together. Oh, what does it look like? So are we talking like scenarios of possibilities for the next, like you want phases? I got phases. I got a, sure. I got let's, phase let's plans. Let's hear the phases. Yeah. Give it. Yeah. Yeah. You want I'm that? I'm here for it. Well, I, I, I think there's a couple things. Um, actually, I think there's seven. Um, I think families, singles could meet together for like live stream worship. So let's say the government uh, recommends kind of sheltering in place in like a smaller space which is kind of what we are now so you have families maybe a few singles would continue to gather get together for that um the, the next thought i think i threw it out today on facebook is the whole drive-in worship thing i mean that's kind of becoming a popular uh thing so let's say uh we're at this place where we're not able to actually meet in a room together or outside together um the government has actually allowed us even right now to be able to drive to the church uh, the weird thing is you have to stay in your car, can't have a convertible. Um, you better not have your sunroof open or windows open. So if it does start to get warm, you better turn on your AC. So there's some problems with that. Mm-hmm. It gets a little bit awkward. And so for me, it's kind of like, well, maybe staying at home behind a screen is, is, is okay. Um, one of the things that I'm really kind of probably pushing for, I think during this time where we're moving to more, uh, like 25 people gathering together is allowing the community groups to gather together on Sundays mm-hmm. to live stream the feed, right? Maybe, possibly, I don't know if we could do it. May, my dream would be to be able to have like live worship at each of the community groups, which mm-hmm. would be fantastic. Some can, maybe some can't. Um, uh, but then be able to live stream the feed in, have a barbecue, treat it like kind of like a typical, like old school TFAB Sunday. We're together, we're, we're having a good time. And you've taken in the word, you've been able to meet with people, uh, kind of the people that you typically associate with anyways on a Sunday that you kind of beeline to. Um, so that would be a good one. Um, so that, that that's kind of a big one for me. Um, I think uh, the, the next could be the possibility that we're trying to figure out is if we could do an outdoor venue. And so we're unsure what the numbers are for an outdoor venue. I mean, Safeway right now, when I walked into Safeway, it said they can have like 340 people indoors so i'm told that a church can only have 25 that seems odd that's different so i'm wondering what could we do outside if we were able to have six feet and so we're actually exploring right now with an excavator and a landscaper uh, making our whole back area into more of an amphitheater outdoor sanctuary space to where we could easily have six feet of spacing for probably the entire church, including kids, because you're probably not going to be able to do childcare during this because children don't like to social distance. Nope. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys have figured that out. So um, other than that, it's back to just normal gatherings. And that means for us with six feet of distancing, three to five different gatherings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which would be a lot. So that's kind of what I, I foresee our next few months of thinking through looks like. So I- when... Go ahead. No, actually, you go because I'd rather hear what you have to say. So, uh, well, when we gather again, what do you think will be different for people 
what do you anticipate? And I'm not talking about the the logistical side so much, but people and their hearts and what they've gone through, perhaps, and the things that they may be wrestling with. And then what do you maybe hope to see a change in? I think, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see uh, those classified in the most vulnerable areas. Um, I've talked to a few people already that have said, we kind of like live streaming and we're okay with this. Are you okay with that? So I think that could be a difference as we I hadn't move, even thought of that as we move forward uh, in the future. I'm um, not okay with this. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. I want people, and I want to hug people, <laughs> and I want to sing in front of people yeah. and sing with people. Like <laughs> you know, totally who the fair. social butterfly. Is All of the here. introverts are going to be we're good with staying home, yeah. and everybody like me is going to be like, heck no. I can attest, though, as uh, someone who's maybe a little more on the introverted side, I'm not like hardcore to that side, somewhere like left do, of center. Do you talk to people when I say you can talk to people? In yeah, that little, yeah. Okay. But it, it's not something I want to do. OK, that's fair. <laughs> not naturally. But uh, yeah, so I miss it, though. I do miss being able to gather as being an introvert to see people yep. Yeah, as someone who's a little more introverted. I still like talking and connecting with people. And I do think that's something personally for me that God is showing me like, hey, you really do miss people and need people. And that connection of socializing is is vital to your health and spiritual health and everything. So that's the biggest thing. And I think that's going to be the biggest takeaway that people get is why the body gathers. Now it's great for the body to scatter. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's great for the body to go out, be the church. We are the church as we go out. But the church gathered, I think, has probably been something that's been taken for granted for a very long time because we can. And it's America. Yeah. And we've been able to, uh, you know, you think of churches in China uh, that that are able to gather secretly. And they so value the ability in a small group to be able to just be with one another. Right. And I think that in a small way, we've gotten a little bit of a taste of what it's like for somebody to tell you can't. And when we can, I think there's just going to be something special about that. Yeah. There is certainly something to be said about trials and tribulations and persecution have a way of growing Christians and and maybe even weeding out those who, who weren't really there for the right reason or whatever. But yeah, I think you're right. There's going to be something within people that they're just going to suddenly see hope i'm hoping this anyway how much they need the body of christ how much they they need to connect how much they need to hear the gospel on a regular weekly basis and like you said earlier to the zoom call thing like we we can attest to that we've done our community group thing over zoom and we've even met in smaller groups uh with them it it just nothing compares to having that social connection i don't know what that is but it's even if it's just the trying to communicate over over any online thing it's like the oh oh, oh wait oh, oh sorry oh, you were talking okay uh what sorry can i put I, my hand up yeah, or yeah. My do i have to raise or? my <laughs> yeah it's it's frustrating and it just doesn't feel real and you know any interruption any any child coming in the room dog barking it just feels like way more distracting than it would be if you were in person with that with that group so and if you want you can just Turn off your video feed. Yeah. <laughs> Take a drink of Mute water. everything. Yeah. Nobody, you, they, I, for all you know, I'm sitting there staring at my phone, scrolling my Instagram or something, you know, because you know how much I'm on Instagram all the time. 
I, I I thought of you more of as like a TikTok kind of a guy. Yeah, oh, TikTok <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that is one thing that I loved. It was like the first Sunday we were on live stream and you were commenting and you were like, "Before COVID, get off your phones. After COVID, get on your phones." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody. Like, this is the first time anyone will support me being on my phone during yeah. church. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. I think so. So because we have been so avid about people communicating to each other during the sermon mm -hmm. i'm going to be interested to see like what does that look like coming back yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah because gonna then be i'm gonna texting? be like get off your yeah. phone yeah. <laughs> yeah this is like emotional whiplash lauren <laughs> it'll be great if you're still live streaming it and they're sitting in church but they're watching the live stream on their phone to chat with people. <laughs> yeah. welcome to 2020 thank you corona yeah. So in the beginning, we talked about like how the the church has definitely changed. That's not that's not even a question. Um, but how has the gospel stayed the same over all this? Like we know the Lord's in control. We He knew this was coming. So give it to us straight. Yeah, I think so. For TVAB, it it the beauty of this thing it has really given us a bigger platform. And and that's that's weird to say, but I do think um, we didn't realize that there was this online world and that yeah. was our bad okay so it used to be that people would say that your website was the front door to your church yeah not anymore yeah we we, we missed that at about 2009 <laughs> so we've realized there's a bigger front door and so tfab's a gospel church like we are going to preach the gospel every single week that is not ever going to change right and so for us to be able to get that in front of more people uh, even if it's for three seconds Mm -hmm. um, we have been seeing that in massive numbers. So um, I know I talked about the views before, but but literally our consistent viewership is up. And we're seeing people, you guys have seen it, from all over the United States, uh, both talking to us, but here's the crazy thing, also supporting now the ministry outside of Bend, Oregon, uh, because they're they're receiving the gospel. I, I also know of... Um, several churches in Acts 29 that have just talked about it this last week that people have responded to the gospel uh, over live stream. And so the gospel is going forth and uh, people are hearing that and they're hearing it in a place of need and want and misunderstanding and, and God is meeting them uh, where they are. Yeah. I mean, it's so much so that I think even moving forward, we're trying to figure out what does it look like to have an online elder, pastor, deacon overseeing the live stream feed moving forward and pastoring people that are in that entry stage of wanting to jump into the church and this is just kind of their first foot in the, and trying to have them in a place where they, they can shepherd them uh, in that spot. And so I think that's going to look different for us. So I don't know what that looks like moving forward, but it, I think I think it's a definite need. <laughs> Something I love about this time is that, and I've thought about it multiple times before, but like I feel like the Lord is giving the people, um, like the world an opportunity to like tell them like you have no excuse not to get in church get your butt in church you're not working you're sitting on your couch on sunday you need and you're out of streams yes like <laughs> is anybody watching anything else on netflix right now i'm done like right. i'm like yeah. i'm tapped there's only so much you can watch of the tiger king before you're like i can't anymore yeah. <laughs> lauren 
I appreciate you as our pastor. I appreciate you being vulnerable with with us, with our church. Every Sunday, you're vulnerable with us. Um, it's evident that you love the Lord and you want to see the gospel go out and that you have a care for um, the people that you shepherd. And publicly, we appreciate that and we love you for that. So, um, And we just appreciate your time coming on the show and sharing with us tonight. Yeah. Hey, blast being here with you guys. Thank you. Thank you.